Hello, everybody. I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. Places, everyone, it's time for... The Connor and Smith Show! Thank you, Places. Okay, we are ambitious in our crafting tonight. It's been a very, you know what? It's been a very busy Saturday day, and we're going to have a really busy Saturday night, but... Um, let's talk about what we are crafting tonight. We actually have a special something coming up. We can't ruin the surprises that are coming up, but there is something coming up. Fake booking. And Stephen is doing some watercoloring tonight. Well, first I'm sketching. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Stephen has... You know, I used to get commissioned, uh, uh, or have been commissioned throughout my years as a composer to write original songs for babies and people and celebrations and whatnot. Um, and Stephen used to always do the artwork for the CDs, beautifully watercolored things for like... Forgotten all about that. My CDs. Yep. So anybody who out there who's listening who has one of those C- CDs, those are all crafted by SGS. And if you have a copy of Baby Connor, also done by Mr. Stephen. So... Tonight, while we are getting ready to bring on our special guest, drum roll, please. Ah. We are, um, that was not a drum nor a Probably roll. Probably sounded very loud to the phone. <laughs> that was not a drum nor a roll. And um, we uh, are going to watercolor tonight uh, this really beautiful picture. I can't wait to see what, how it turns out. Oh, God, I'm really nervous. So, let's get on with the show. We have a lot to talk about tonight, right? Yeah. So, anyone out, out there doing the watercolor tonight, we are we are with you in... Spirit? Spirit. Uh, watercolor. Solidarity. Solidarity. And just for, for FYI, if you hear... Oh, boy, this is bad news for the podcast. The boys are... Running around. This is earlier than usual for us. We usually do this a little later when they've had their last walk. So So if you hear dogs barking, pretend like you're listening to the Fiona Apple um, album album that was done with her dog barking. Hey, boys, you want to go lay down? Daddies are trying to work here. No chance. Okay. All right. Well, let's take a commercial break and then come back with our special guest. All right. We'll be right 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 back. Hey, welcome to the Connor Smith Show. Hello. Susan Derry. Ladies and gentlemen, and anyone else who's watching the show, it's Susan Derry. Welcome. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Well, it's been so nice to hang out since you've been back from New York. (laughs) That's so nice. It's one of the reasons I was so glad to come back was to be with friends again. Hey, Susan, I have a quick question for you. What's that? Where were you born? Well, I was born right here in the DMV in good old uh, Silver Spring, Maryland at Holy Cross Hospital to be super exact. You're from Silver Spring. I am. I am. That's my original place. Yeah. Hey, here's a crazy question. Is there is there a spring? (laughs) I never found it. I mean, there should be a Silver Spring somewhere, shouldn't there? I, I, there is, there's got to be one, but you know what? We were not that intrepid as young children, so never found it. Isn't that a Stevie Nicks song? You could be my Silver String. <laughs> Listen, that has to be on the next cabaret for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, just to let you know, if you hear anything, uh, the the dogs are being crazy, so tonight might be a pugcast, not a mm. podcast. Hey, puggies. 
And Stephen, we do a craft every show. And <gasps> tonight, Stephen is doing a very special watercolor for someone that will be receiving this really soon. It's a nice, beautiful little thick thing that we can't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I've loved your 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 craft so far. It's been a lot of well, fun to follow. Don't hold your breath on this one. <laughs> um, so, Susan, I know that we've got a ton to talk to you about because you've just done a you've been uh, someone who wears so many hats, but I just wanted to start with the fact that you where did you receive your professional university college training? Um so I so I left uh good old Maryland and I went to um Chicago. Uh, to attend college at Northwestern University, um, the School of Music there. And then after that, I went and did my master's at the Manhattan School of Music in New York. So, um, you know, it's so funny. I feel like everyone always talks about Northwestern or <laughs> Michigan as if, like, they are the top two, well, and, and probably Carnegie Mellon, but as the top tier for um studying yeah yeah i mean when i was there i was pursuing strictly like a vocal degree classical music opera and also at the time um there was not a um an official musical theater program if that's what you were doing you were a theater major and you know as it went along maybe you got to take voice lessons so that that wasn't a thing at the time um but it has really grown into a powerhouse. Nevertheless, it was it was huge back then too. So it's kind of exciting to be at the forefront of that. Yeah. Um, and then you went to New York to go to school after mm -hmm. that. So well, that was just a, a continuum of your uh, bachelor. Yeah, it was. You know, I was <laughs> I was convinced. I was like, I'm going to be an opera singer. This is happening. This <laughs> is what I want. This is what I know. Um, and I had a great time at MSM. I mean, it was a great school. I made so many wonderful friends and I got to do some amazing projects. Um, and I loved it. I loved it. And don't get me wrong, but, uh, I, I was beginning to discover that, um, maybe I wasn't <laughs> built for, for opera as it were. Well, you know what, speaking of opera, mm -hmm. that's a great place for me to segue <laughs> into. I've got a long list of things to talk to, but. You know, I have to say, I whenever I, a show comes to town here in Washington, or if I'm in New York, or wherever I am, I always tend to usually see the shows that kind of aren't going to be running or playing so long. And so I don't really ever see, like, the huge classics. Mm -hmm. But I have to say, a friend of ours uh, a few years back did come to the Kennedy Center, and they were in Phantom of the Opera. <gasps> and Steve and I went and saw it, and I kind of... <laughs> I kind of had like an emotional eye roll a little bit because you think of like sure. something that's been running for so long. Anyways, it was the most magical <laughs> experience. It was it was nothing disappointing. Even still, the chandelier, the uh, the, the the boat ride, I mean, everything <laughs> was just what it was. But you actually uh, played Christine in Hamburg, Germany. Correct? I I did. It's so funny that you say that about Phantom. You know, I. I just, it still holds such a huge place in my heart and I love it. I mean, what's not to love? There's a boat and there's candles coming up out of the ground and there's a chandelier and people singing their faces off and these fabulous costumes and it's, it's, and it's in so many languages and it's just, it's great. It's so much fun to be in and to go watch. 
Well, and, and kind of almost like seeing a musical and an opera kind of at the same time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that was one of the things that the, the Hamburg production was definitely like a lot of people with classical singing ended up there because that was that was to the German taste at the time. So it was like this perfect storm of like, you can be in a musical, but you can also do it with the chops that you have and it won't be weird because sometimes yeah. the, sometimes the twain won't meet. But um, it did there. It was a lot of fun. Now, let me ask you a European versus American <laughs> theater idea. Uh -oh. is, is, the, is the amount of days of performance the same or were they the same for doing the opera? Yeah, it's, it's the same. And in fact, um, we would go through Sunday night. So that wasn't I, now. Now, understand, you know, that was like my first huge gig. I went over there. I was 25. I I had not done eight shows a week in anything except maybe summer stock. This was really exciting for me. So I didn't know from Adam what, what that was actually supposed to be. But uh, when I was there, you had, um, a, you would have double matinee on Wednesday and on Saturday. And then sometimes it would switch over to four, four and five over the weekend. So, so it really depended um, on what was going on and with the cast and what was needed and what was happening in like holidays and stuff in Germany. So it's, it's similar. It's eight shows a week, but mm -hmm. you know, it's just a slightly different schedule depending on where you are. And now, you know, it, up in New York and here, the the schedule just depends on what, what is the public gonna, gonna want to go see, you know, right. when, Wednesday matinees can be, or weekday matinees are, are kind of hard to pull off. Certainly in, in Washington, DC. Right. Um, Stephen, you, you're just going to town on this watercolor and you're not even <laughs> caring about our podcast. I'm listening intently <laughs> and focusing on my job. I really you know, want to see this artwork, Stephen. I have a feeling you will. Oh, and then, so, so Susan and me and Stephen, we kind of go back through a whole little uh catacomb of things. Oh, but we do. speaking of Germany and Phantom. I just remembered that Susan sang a lullaby for me and in German. <laughs> yes. uh, because, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was. Um, God, Maddie, I can't she, remember. Gosh, how much stuff have we done it was, it, was it Was it Kleineschaff? Maybe. What did I do the German one or did I do the the one in Portuguese? You've done you did. You've done both. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so with that, I just want to I just want to explore for anyone who's listening who hasn't trained at Northwestern or been <laughs> at Christine and Phantom. So how how many languages can you speak and how many languages can you sing? Okay. Uh, we, we, we all know that music is usually written in Italian. Yeah, so all of the little symbols and stuff come from from the Italian tradition. Um, for I can speak German and English. That's it. You know, I I can kind of futz along in French and Italian and kind of pretend and say bonjour, and everybody thinks it's great because I have this accent. But I have the accent because you you have to pronounce the words correctly when you're studying to sing it and when you're getting degrees in this stuff you you have to be able to sing in these languages so they teach it to you um phonetically and they also really go to great lengths to try to teach you the meaning of the language um so you're you're learning the style and you're also learning to pronounce it and hopefully you're figuring out what it means um 
and it's a lot. So if you if you give me a song, I can probably kind of like figure I can figure out how it's supposed to be um, pronounced. But would I know? Not necessarily. But if we're traveling, we do we do pretty well. My husband and I like we 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 can kind of we can struggle along in Italian restaurants and French restaurants and have a a grand old time. <laughs> yeah, it's fasting. Let's see. I guess your studies uh, through the years have been like name five. Languages. But languages. So, so languages that I've covered um, in school, certainly um, Italian, French, German, that's three, uh, Russian, Spanish. And in fact, I did a set of Spanish songs on my, my graduate recital, which is kind of funny because I can't speak a word, but my husband is practically fluent. So <laughs> in Spanish. Mm hmm. So, um, because, I mean, you never know, even as an actress, what kind of uh, region you might explore as um, yeah, you, a, a character coming from another country or living in another country. Right. And you never know. And having an ear for that, having being able to to kind of jump in and do different dialects even comes from studying the the, the singing version of a language and, and just being able to understand that and to understand what we call um, the International Phonetic Alphabet, IPA, and being able to look at that and say, okay, I know, even if I don't know in these five minutes that I need to get this done, how what this is about, I can certainly um, pronounce it. And we, yeah. we, we hope that we understand what we're talking about. And I, we, we, we saw you recently in an amazing role. I was going to bring this up. Ah, Stephen. What, what is this? You, you, you just portrayed an amazing role of a character that I believe had to sound like she was from someplace else. Mm. And I believe it was in Madison County. Yeah, that girl. Francesca. Francesca. I, since the first time I heard that show, I wanted to hear you do that role. So Aww. that made my dreams come true. Thank and, you, Stephen. It made my dreams come true, too. Oh, and, yeah. that's, and that's a perfect example of how your studies kind of bled into another realm where you, you it kind of came nat more natural to you to actually probably uh, think about the language of that character. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was, that was a real bonus. Um, and, and the other, the other part of, of playing that part that was so special to me is that um, I'm, I'm of Italian extraction. So, so right. I'm, um, I'm half Italian, half Sicilian, um, a quarter Sicilian, a quarter Calabrian, if you want to really get specific. Wow. Um, but it meant a lot to me to be able to kind of dig into my grandparents' past and and to, you know, think about what it must have been like for their parents to be new immigrants in America, kind of experiencing life. That's, yeah, Stephen? No, I just, um, my gosh, yeah. I, I was such a fanboy when I came to see you in that show and we're friends, but I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was because, you know, it, it and God, I loved, who was the original? Kelly? Kelly O'Hara. Oh my God. That girl. <laughs> but she's, she's far from Italian. So to see an Italian, a Sicilian, like oh. do a role like that, that it had such a deeper meaning. I don't That's know. Super kind, Stephen. I remember the day you guys were there. Like the day, I don't know if, um, how many artists or theater people you have listening. I, I suspect it's a lot, but um, I think they'd all agree that the, the day your peers come to your show, like that's yep. your, your theater friends. That's the day, right? Yep. That's like the most meaningful day. 
and yep. and you remember it forever. You remember who's in the lobby after the show and how much it means to you to have them there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do you remember doing shows? Well, <laughs> oh wait, what? I I I'm sorry. I remember lobbies. <laughs> lobbies. Well, that was the first time I had been in the Keegan space. Oh yeah. Since it was new, Ditto. and Ditto. and um, I performed there before the Keegan space took over. So. Oh. It was- it was always crazy for me to go back to that little strip and go, oh, this is where I used to park and practice this <laughs> Okay, we're not going to go down favorite roles or anything like that because we know that they're all favorite. But <laughs> I, if anyone is listening right now and can pull up Susan Derry, what is it, uh, oh, dot no. com? <laughs> yes, that's my website. It's a beautiful website. Well, thank yeah, you. It is a beautiful website. I, there's this beautiful picture of you and I am... I just want to know where this was taken. What's going on? Where? What are you doing? What's what show is this? Um, am I wearing a hat and looking in a mirror? Yes. That is the day that I went on for um, Kate in Kiss Me Kate at the Shakespeare uh, uh, Christmas of of twenty fifteen. The thankless job of understudying. The, the, the thankless, but oh so important, and and uh, oh so. Oh, so fulfilling in the end. Absolutely. Um, job. Yeah. It's, 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 it's hard to have an understudy. It's hard to be an understudy, but it's like the most, it's the loveliest, like, it's like a gift, you know, when you, when you have a role and you have an understudy, like that person is a present to you. They're, they're like, <laughs> you're your insurance. And yes. that's, that's really, it's a really thoughtful, um, important thing. And Christine Cheryl, who I, um, understudy was so gracious oh my god her. come on that woman she killed this role she was so amazing and i got, I got to, to play to... officer opposite her in the fix right right which i, I loved saw, her which she I was saw. so great oh my god and not to be completely weird but her in the lingerie like that was incredible like the mm-hmm. whole thing that was an amazing role and she was incredible and she is as kind as she is talented something that we hope for for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I just got to occupy her dressing room for a couple of days. It was really super fun. That's beautiful. Um, tell us what you do at American U. Oh, good old AU. Eagles fly high. Uh, I teach uh, voice. Um, I'm in the in the music department. I'm adjunct faculty, and um, I'm really lucky. I, I taught there for how many years was it? Gosh, four years. Uh, and then we took an unexpected sojourn to New York for a little while. And, um, when we ended up back here, uh, the head of the head of the, uh, the applied music faculty, the amazing Nancy Jo Snyder, um, she was like, Hey, you're back. Let's try to get you back on faculty. And, and, and so I'm, I'm teaching again and it's really fulfilling and lovely. And I have the greatest crop of students this semester. They are all crackerjack and, and enthusiastic and and doing what they need to do in a pandemic to make it happen, which is really inspiring. And you also are an inspiring, amazing board head chair of <laughs> Urban Arias, right? Yeah, Urban Arias is my my passion project. So back at um, good old Northwestern, go you Northwestern. Uh, I, I made friends my freshman year with this terrific guy named Bob Wood, and we remained super tight college besties. And um, uh, we both ended up in D.C. at the same time, like right around the time I met you guys, um, which was incredible serendipity. And uh, it was at the start of 
the recession that was previous <laughs> mm -hmm. in the before times. And he's an opera conductor. And uh, he was looking to start something of his own to make things happen for artists. And so we co-founded um, a contemporary opera company here in D.C. And it's it's just been a joy to be a part of. So what is your sort of mission statement in the sense of do you do you uh, do classic musical uh, uh, operas? Do you have original writers? So we have a very specific mission. It's um, nothing that is, the, well, the mission statement used to be nothing longer than 90 minutes and no piece that is older than we are. But that's when we were a little younger. Har, har, har. Um, <laughs> but we really try to, to uh, produce things that have been uh, written in the last 35 years. Uh, it needs to reflect um, our society, our community. Um, so we really, we, we really focus on, on the new, the tagline of the company is opera short new, because, you know, we, we don't have the same, um, attention span as we did for things like the ring. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't anybody who's listening think that I don't like the ring. I mean, go to Demeron, come on. But, um, what we're trying to do is forward the art form with, uh, smaller, shorter works, which, which you guys are definitely, a part of that too, things for smaller companies. So um, it's it's exciting. It's a lot of work, but uh, you know, not-for-profit arts are where it's at. You know, it's funny. I was just talking to a friend of mine on the phone about how it feels like maybe uh, we are slowly our attention spans just in general. I mean, look at look at now episodes in uh, television series. How like they are like either twenty minutes or forty-five minutes, mm -hmm. and like even our. Um, it's like, it's almost like, okay, so back in the day, you were a part of the Broadway show, A Wonderful Town. Aw, yeah. Is that a two-actor? That's two-acts, good old-fashioned two-acts, Leonard Bernstein um, and uh, the amazing Betty Comden and Adolph Green. And that was a lot of, of so much fun. A lot of fun is not, not, not the right words, but... Um, now, Susan, when you're doing a Broadway show versus a regional show, and I'm just trying to like ask questions that people may or may sure. not know, you you have like an open-ended question mark run for a wonderful town, and you're not sure when you're going to close, or was there a definite closing date going into it? No, no, no closing date. You you hope to God that it's going to run, right? Like, look at Phantom. How long has that been running? Cats ran for you know as <laughs> years. <laughs> Um, so you hope that you're going to hit something like that. You know, that's probably, um, not the case. Contracts go, if, if I recall, a year on a year basis. Um, but that's, you know, that's so other, other projects come up for actors. The show doesn't always depend on, dare I say, who's in it. Um, but, um, yeah, so, so the hope was it would run for for forever and we got a year and a half out of it which is amazing for um a revival of a classic musical and i'm assuming you you do what like uh brush up rehearsals like once a month or something well not really um i understudied one of the one of the lead roles one of the sisters so i would have a weekly rehearsal um like on a thursday or a friday depending on on what was going on so so you would have that but if you were you were in the cast, I mean, you're doing eight shows a week, you know, unless unless someone new is coming into the company or unless something goes, God forbid, terribly wrong. Um, you don't really need need that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, 
I also know that you are were a part of the Encore series. <laughs> now, for someone who doesn't know what the Encores is, what, could you explain what the Encores um, series were? Sure, Encores is is great. It's a it's a series that was started um, at, at City Center. And I, I may have all my people wrong, but I believe it was started with um, Jack Fertel and Rob Fisher. Um, and this was, is a, a series that brings, that produces uh, revivals of works that, you know, maybe didn't get a fair shake. So it's older stuff um, and you get two weeks to do it. So sort of 10 rehearsal days and four or five performances and everybody holds their music. So the contract is that you, you don't have to have it memorized. So you hold your book the whole time. Of course, you know, theater people being who they are, they end up getting a lot of it memorized, but that's neither here nor there. So it's this great way to, to explore all these um, different works. And it's, and you have a traditional, like a singer's chorus and a dancer's chorus and, and all of these famous people come in and do, do these roles. And it's, it's this great thing. Um, kind of like you and I did at the Kennedy Center with like My Fair Lady or Camelot. My friend, that is exactly it. That's exactly yep. it. Yes. Gotcha. And it depends how produced it is, depending on, you know, what the show is, um, how, you know, what the, what the, what it calls for. So um, they're great. Once, once that gets going again, I encourage everybody just go see what they have to put out there. Was it, was it the Candy Center fundraiser every year? Yeah, a, gala. a light musical stage. <laughs> She's going to be one. Well, she. But yeah, we'll we'll probably hear from her soon on this podcast. But uh, oh. um, a light musical staging is what we did. That's for yes, sure. Yes, that involved uh, you and I doing um, ballet lifts, I believe, center stage. So yeah, that's that's both of our specialties. Yeah, we're not to be, <laughs> we're not to drop names, but the two of you talk. Who was in the cast of My Fair Lady? It was unreal. Oh my yes. God. Who was who was Eliza? Uh, oh, what's her name? Michelle. Um, yep, yep, yep. Lovely, uh, lovely, lovely, lovely. She was Mary Poppins. Yes. Um, I, oh, oh, somebody Google and then it. The, and then the engineer was Henry Higgins. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price. And he, uh, he had done it... Um, I think that was in New York at the Philharmonic too. But the the greatest thing about that show um, was that Cloris Leachman played Mrs. Higgins. Uh, greatest, the greatest. May she rest. I mean, rest. oh my God, Stephen, do you remember this? This may be telling tales out of school, but we came back from lunch one day. We were up in one of those rooms in the Kennedy Center, one of those big rehearsal rooms. And we're all filing in, coming back. I don't know what we were going to do, get into the church on time or some such. And and there, sitting at the piano, playing, I don't know, Chopin or something, is Cloris. It was Claire de Lune. Claire, thank Claire you. De Lune. It was Claire de Lune. And she was playing and playing. And it was beautiful. And we were all like, oh, my God, who knew? And, of course, our esteemed director, Marsha Milgram Dodge, the amazing, um, <laughs> no one wanted to stop her. Because she's cause no. she's Chloris and she's playing and and not only that but beyond that it's beautiful and we, we really needed to rehearse and it was equity and oh it was it was kind of an incredible moment oh god remember and and that song was about to be used in our wedding so yes. I, knowing that I was watching her play it and I was just bawling <laughs> um, 
so yeah, that was that was quite the incredible cast. Also, Michael York was Michael York. Uh, Pickering. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Wow, Stephen, your watercolor is really looking pretty oh. like okay. Well, I I think it's at a good place where I can stop it. <laughs> well, let's let's quickly. You're gonna stop it? It's over. Oh, you think I need to make improvements? <laughs> well, I don't know. Okay. Well, um, what? Let's talk about the bold new works with Susan oh. quickly. Now, the bold new works. If people don't know what they are, you should stop listening right now and Google. <laughs> Get out of this podcast. That's Go right. run. <laughs> so, Creative Cauldron, a black box space in Falls Church, where we have been. I started with them 19 years ago. Oh if you can my god. That. But um, they had taken this challenge with us. And so we created five shows. And the first show was Turn of the Screw, which I really, I have to say, I really doubted that project. So interesting. The book is so dense. I never read it. Stephen read it. (laughs) He's the grand interpreter. He is the Aaron to my Moses in Egypt. (laughs) He speaks for me. Um, uh, but no, but but the turn of the screw, Susan. I mean, we could talk about all of them. We maybe we will. But the turn of the screw, I I don't know for some odd reason, it really worked nicely as a musical. Oh, it really did. It really did. Um, I mean, the subject matters a little bit, like can be disturbing, but it is uh, based on a novel to talk about. But like your performance as, uh. Miss Giddens. Giddens. Yeah. Miss Giddens. Um, is there is she just called Miss in the book? She's like, yeah, the governess. Yeah. I think we got the Giddens from one of the many uh film adaptations. Yeah, but um the the uh way that we told the story and the way that you portrayed her and having to like do so much with so little in that space. Yeah. It was now, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be um, a theater interviewer. For a <laughs> can, can you name another show that you've done in a black box like that? Uh, God, was Saturday Night in the signature black box? It was in the signature version of the black box. Right, right. Yeah, right. I mean, we held yeah. scripts for the most part, and you know, we all used the stage. Um, I did a, a black box version of the opera of Twelfth Night, a random, wonderful adaptation of it. But, the, you know, Turn of the Screw is interesting because um, back in graduate school, we did the Benjamin Britten opera of, of Turn right. of the Screw. And I had played I played the ghost. Ah, Jessel. Yeah, Miss Jessel. And so when you guys came to me, I was like, I know this piece. I get this. I like. I already know this, and I know it from the point of view of the ghost. So mm-hmm. that was really. Uh, it was great. It was galvanizing, and it really kind of that really helped inform Miss Giddens' life. And and I loved being able to revisit the piece. And it's great. And I know Stephen, like you're so you are so good at bringing to life these sort of macabre stories and and ghost stories <laughs> and scary things. But it was really, uh, it was really interesting. It was really the way that you guys brought it out and and made it a piece uh, on its own, separate from the opera and separate from the book, and of its own volition and 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 for future viewers. I really think um, 
It's very compelling. Well, um, it was compelling. You were compelling, and you, of course, you were in Kaleidoscope, in <laughs> which I don't really, really need to talk about which. And Kaleidoscope, we can have a, a whole night on all by ourselves when we have on our friend Karen, who was the uh, state representative, of former former delegate, former delegate. Yeah. But I do want to say, and I do mean this, that when you stepped into the part of Mary Shelley Aww. in Monsters, <laughs> I I truly do believe that you were robbed of a Helen Hayes Award for that uh, part. Agreed. Aww, I, I thought that the piece was very riveting, but it was held together, the entire thing, by you. And I remember us all working so hard to figure out how to tell the story. But there were moments in that show that I still remember the interesting staging and the interesting, it almost flowed two acts, almost like it was a, a, a dance. I mean, you you and Sam doing a song <laughs> over a pool table. Oh my God, but, yes. I mean, crazy stuff and all the chair business <laughs> and forgetting and remembering oh, and wrong. the way that you buttoned the show by just opening the book and... I mean, just some really incredible moments. It was crazy. Um, I mean, I remember, I, I just remember everything leading up to that and, you know, getting a phone call in the car and being worried I wouldn't be able to pull it off. But then as soon as we all started working, it just sort of felt, I don't know, maybe I'll put words into everyone's mouths, but it just felt right, right? Like it, it, yep, it just it from that moment on of saying, okay, this needs to happen. My friends have a thing that needs to happen. We're going to make this happen. It, it wasn't, it wasn't even just like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to make this happen. It, it, it was the right thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I have to say, it's really kind of cool that we are all a part of uh, something that we can hang on to like an album where it actually is sort of, you know, put into a historical moment that is hanging on our wall that I can say, oh my gosh, that actually yeah, happened. It's really, really cool. And it's a really good album. And also the story of like Mary Shelley and, and her mother and it, it just such an interesting moment for women right now. Like that's a very important story to, to revisit and to think about in terms of where we are. Mm -hmm. Well, where we are is I think we're almost close to a break before we maybe bring on a special guest. Special right? yes. guest. Yes. Now is now, if we do the special guest, do we all have to hang up and come back? I think so. That's how it works. Okay, yeah. so I lied to Susan earlier <laughs> and said, hang on, like it's a TV show, but it's not. It's not. we got to actually end the connection and then begin okay. again. Okay, so so how about, should we, do we, should we make up a sponsor tonight? Yeah, this was brought tonight. By Anchor FM. By yeah. Anchor, Yay, FM. Anchor FM. Yeah. Great app, guys. Feature Anchor and, yeah. All right. All right, oh. so we'll be right back after this break. Thank you. Hello. 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 <laughs> You're, um, hold on one second, please. Our, our guest is texting. How, how was the commercial? I mean, thrilling. <laughs> really? I'm telling you, these commercials, are. we should just do a podcast called Commercials. Well, it might come to that someday. <laughs> um, so, Susan, we're going to talk to you a little bit longer about kind of what's coming up in the future what's what's going on with uh i've got upcoming and also i wanted to talk to you about let's see you have a podcast of your own correct uh i blog i have, have a, a blog you have a blog 
Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, I've been kind of bad about posting things on it because I've been um, putting it into music and putting those blogs on stage. So. Oh, hello, special guest. Hello. Can you introduce yourself, special guest? I absolutely can. Hi, everybody listening. My name is um, Catherine Purcell, and I'm ah! a big fan of everybody on this podcast and also a uh, actor in a lot of the Connor Smith musicals. Hey, Caddy P. Hello. Caddy P, where are you calling from? Scranton? Uh, not Scranton, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, go ring, ring that bell. Yes, that's exactly ring what we say. Bell, what a nice surprise. Hey, CP. Hello, Susan Dory. <laughs> oh, you guys are sneaky. <laughs> um, yeah, let's not talk. Let's just like smile for two minutes. I'm smiling into my microphone. Same. <laughs> so you guys um, first met up playing notoriously uh, rival sisters in <laughs> Monsters of the Villa Diodati. Um, Caddy, do you want to talk a little about uh, that relationship and how how even like meeting Susan and how you guys worked together and had such delicious fights and oh, a beautiful yeah. duet, Scotland. Oh, yes. Scotland. I mean, have we even, have you guys talked about how Susan got into Monsters or are we? We did. That... we did. Okay, did. great. Yeah. So it was like a very last minute introduction and instantly I was like, who is this person? She's amazing. And she's just stepping into this role with aplomb and like, you know, showing up all of us. Um, but mm. yeah, you were incredible. It was amazing. Um, but I played Claire, her Mary Shelley's stepsister, who Susan played, and we were, I was her younger, kind of petulant, annoying little <laughs> sister, and we, you know, had a lot of cat fights over Percy Shelley, and not cat fights, but we were, we were, supposedly they were, you know, rivals, they had a bit of contention between them, um, but we also did share, like you said, a beautiful duet called Scotland, and it was really great, it was just it was just such an easy process to jump into with Susan. I was so elated. Um, you know, when you get a new lead, like a week before opening, you're like, what is going to happen in a new musical? And Susan was just so ready and game and brought something new <laughs> to it. And, you know, our dynamic really just worked well working together. Well, in writing three shows that you guys were in together for us, like, uh, I'm sure we could bring in Mr. Warren tonight, but we won't about... <laughs> You have such a beautiful blend vocally. Thank you. Yeah. You, you really do. Um, She's easy to sing with. You're um, easy to sing with. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you're easy well, to sing with. Well, as you, as you guys know, in a challenging space where you're sort of in an um, acoustic room with not really a conductor or monitors and, you know, no amplification of any kind and to have to learn how to breathe together or become one, if you will, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. with that, you have to kind of become one instrument. Um, you guys just were beautiful. Agreed. Um, well, the great thing about the cauldron is that the space is small. And so when you're backstage with folks and friends, you, you need to figure it out, right? You got to be friends and thank God um, she's a delight and everybody in the show was a delight and, um, it was easy to make this world that you guys had dreamed up and, and pulled from the history books. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was delightful. And you were a sailboat sometimes, Catherine. <laughs> I, you know, to this day, that is my 
best credit. Like my dress. For can you explain that? To yeah. Folks, to folks best. who did this not see best. it. To folks who did not see it. Can you explain what I mean? Absolutely. So I had like a dowel or a pole in the back of my dress. And the way it worked was like there were certain scenes. There was one scene between Percy Shelley and Lord Byron. They were in a boat together. And, you know, people are like, why is this lady standing on stage with them? And I would like reach around my back and flip up this <laughs> this this pole that was attached to like um, a fabric. And it like it made me like turn into a sail. So I had my body and on the back of me, there was like a triangular fabric that just made me appear like a sale which was a very unique experience it was really brilliant it was was really cool it was cool to watch and yeah the 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 sailboat image of you and them with the upturned um table is how we made that boat and the water lights and just the you know the lack of like creativity springs from your lack of um options basically you have to kind Mm -hmm. of figure out okay this is what we've got let's figure out how to make it work and allison johnson brilliant job brilliant. designing that allison. that dress incredible it, it was, was so beautiful yeah. it was beautiful it was, it was like it was no a... boat in a completely different new way <laughs> yeah what are you talking about <laughs> that's where susan and i met was on the no boat oh no boat the I remember, I remember uh, Susan's going to get mad at me, but I remember one performance. I think she forgot to change her shoes. Oh, that was <gasps> the closing night. That was bad. That was bad. It was I. <laughs> I had gone out to dinner as one does between shows, and in the show of Showboat, which is what we're we're talking about, um, you wear little little cute little little boots that you might have worn during the time of Showboats, and. Um, I had put on my winter boots that kind of came up to one's knees and were high heels. And I didn't really realize that I hadn't changed out of my shoes because you put your dress on and the corset and all the things. And then we're out there kicking and having all kinds of fun. And oh my God, I've got my, my, you know, Macy's boots on. Oh, thank God it was closing. Otherwise, I might not have made it to closing. Oh, I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know what, Stevie, let's talk about upcoming stuff. Caddy, uh, uh, you are in, you're back in school. Mm-hmm. I am, what, yes. Which school? So I attend Westchester University, which is outside of Philadelphia, getting my master's. And that that is in person? No, it's virtual. Everything is virtual. Is that driving you crazy? Um, a little bit, but it's nice to like commute from my bed to my couch and be in class, you know. <laughs> right, right. I know I always make I'm always laughing because I'm just like drinking coffee and teaching piano with pugs on my lap. <laughs> right. It's kind of delightful in a weird way. But yeah. of course, I miss the world. Yeah. Well, what have you been doing to kind of um, help yourself keep sane? Um, oh, really good question. I mean, I'm, I, uh, I mean, been, I mean, school's probably enough. School's a lot. And then I have, you know, a, a job with school. And then I have another job that happens to be potted with some friends. So I get to see them. And, you know, I've been like singing and making music just like for fun and kind of, um, you know, to myself in that way, which is nice and refreshing. Um, but, when it's not so abysmal outside, I'll go for walks and things. And, but yes, I mean, it's, I'm sure everybody feels this way, but it's been going on 
forever. So yeah, staying sane is like a generous term. Have you been binging anything? Oh, oh my God. Guess what? <laughs> I, I binged all of Dawson's Creek. What? Um, I, yeah, like 20 years too late, but it was honestly one of the best things I've I'm obsessed with it. I'm going through this weird, like, early 2000s, late 90s phase of my life right now. Susan, <laughs> what are you binging? We we have this funny plan um, that my husband, um, the Silver Fox for the Initiated, uh, has <laughs> come up with. So we'll we'll watch an episode of whatever we're into. We'll watch one episode of each of the shows that we're into because we have three, maybe four that we're, we're really enjoying because um, we don't want to binge all of them and be done with them. Right. So, so we've been watching um, Halt and Catch Fire. I don't know if anyone is, is knows mm. about that one. It's really great about the um, 80s and 90s and, and the um, onset of computers. And then Club de Cuervos, which is about soccer in Spain. Uh, I mean, excuse me, Mexico. Um, but it's in Spanish, which, which is really good for, for my learning process and fun for him because he speaks it. And then um, uh, last was Vikings. <laughs> So that's oh, been wow. a guilty pleasure. And the last time that we kind of watched that was was back in 2018 when when Caddy was staying with us, remember, for um for which. So, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that. So that's finally done with. But that's been really fun to sort of space them out and not not binge too much. Do you want to know what I'm binging, Stephen? Uh, I know, but you you might as well tell. What are you? Oh, I want to know. Come on now. Well, I I finally watched the entire four years of The Crown. Ah! How did you like it? Well, you know, I started it, of course, with my you know eye roll, like let's see what the big deal is. (laughs) Um, but Olivia Coleman is amazing. Um, every episode is based in history. So you go to the Google right afterwards and go, oh my God, did that happen? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh my God, that happened. And then my husband, Stephen, bought me. Thank you for calling me by my name. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, there are people listening to this all across the world who don't know you. Okay, go ahead. Um, the, I got the um, companion book to The Crown for Christmas. That basically goes through each episode and tells you more about the episodes. Ugh, delightful. Ooh. Then I started watching Olivia Coleman's um, The uh, Broad Church. Oh, oh Broad so Church. Good. She's so good in Broad Church. So good. <laughs> so good. And now I have one episode tonight to watch with a large glass of Chardonnay and success. <laughs> And I'm watching the last episode of Bridgerton. Oh, Bridgerton! <gasps> okay. Wait, can I? Go. Oh, sorry, no, no, Susan. go, Caddy, go. Can I make an Olivia Coleman suggestion next if you haven't watched it yet? Yeah. Have you seen Fleabag? No. Oh, oh so my God. Matt, Matt, it's, first uh-uh. of all, it's my favorite TV show ever. But second of all, she's incredible in it. So, so good. If you want to get another Olivia Coleman fix, please watch Fleabag. It's so good. That's not the. That's not the uh, show that's about a star and a housewife, is it? No, Mm-mm. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. So good. It's about a bag with fleas in it. Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and Olivia is the flea. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen, do you want to under thirty seconds say what you've been binging? Um, currently, uh, a show called The Nick. K N I C K. It's about like very early medicine Ooh. um your book what book 
you're reading a book. Oh, I'm reading Needful Things. I think I've mentioned that before. I'm in the last part of it, which is, uh, it's a reread, but it's just interesting. I didn't know it was his first, Stephen King's first book, uh, Sober. Um, So it's interesting to hear he wanted to do like an epitaph to the 80s. And it is everything about the 80s, materialism and everything else. And I'm in the final, you know, the old joke with Stephen King is, yeah, they don't end that well. You know, <laughs> so I'm in the ending of the book, and let's say that that still holds true. So. <laughs> <laughs> but the rest of it is delicious, so that's what I'm into. Uh, Susan, you have something coming up soon that we can all maybe spend money on to watch, right? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm doing another another cabaret. Like when we were laughing about the blog, uh, it's a, a singing blog, right? Um, so I'm going to do another show at the at the Cauldron. They have been kind enough to ask me back uh, on March 6th. Um, so I'm pretty pretty excited. The uh, show's called Wonderful You. And um, it's an exploration about um, what makes us extraordinary and the people who, who inform us on that path. So. That sounds beautiful. And I'm assuming you can probably get your tickets now for the evening. Yes, you can. You can go to www.creativecauldron.com or org. Not sure of which, but it's org. It's org. Um, And tickets are there. And you can also get tickets for lots of other wonderful people's shows. Um, But yes, it is org. Org. Fantastic. So yeah, yeah, get tickets. Love, 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 love to have you there. And you know, um, the social media is great for uh, putting out information on how these things come about and and dropping hints about what they might include. So, um, you know, at the risk of sounding totally gross, please follow me because there's fun stuff coming up for March 6th. A couple of cabarets ago, uh, me and Barbara Bear Aww. watched together in our separate homes, but texted each other during the cabaret. Aww. Aww. <laughs> that's a primitive watch party. That is delightful. <laughs> and that's, it was what it, that's what it's about right now, right? Like just yeah. creating some kind of community through these evenings. Yeah. It's so important. Absolutely. And then we won't, we can't really give anything right now because we're still in the, the, the we're still talking about, uh, a pro- an upcoming project from Susan that's going to be announced. Ah, oh, yes, May- March sixth. Yeah. So you want to watch to get the new, the next announcement of what's now, what's next? what's now, oh. what's next? Oh, fun! Yeah, <laughs> tune in and and you'll find out. I'm I'm pretty pretty excited. It's a dream come true for me. So so yeah. Well, wow, that's a big cliffhanger there. So <laughs> people excited. have to get their, their tickets now, yes. right? <laughs> yes. Well, I think uh, I think we're, we're, we're doing good on time tonight. I think we've kind of, <laughs> <laughs> we talked a lot. Um, and if you've heard snarfling in the background, the pugs have been really acting out. So we're sitting, we're in a new location. We never have recorded here. We're sitting in the living room. That's a whole like, 10 feet away from the dining room where we usually record. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're hearing snarfling, it's from my reviews as in West Side Story at Oni Theater back in the 90s. Wow, that's oh a my god! <laughs> no, it's because the pugs are in our lap and that's the only thing that calms them down. They were like biting the furniture, so. Yeah. Well, um, Catherine, best of luck with your school. We love you. Aww. I'm sure we will talk to you real soon now that we've got this podcast going. Yay. 
Thank you. Yay. I love you guys. And Susan, we love you. Love you Just do either one of you want to say anything else about anything else that's going on that we want to promote or get out there? Or are we good? Um, I'm going to be part of a new uh, a new play coming up at the end of April, written by a wonderful gal named Allison Weinberg. Um, and it's called Object Relations, and uh, it'll be on the Zoom, and I'll let you guys know about it. It's it's kind of exciting, all of these these new ways of doing things and, and, and new opportunities that are coming up. So this is a brilliant playwright and brilliant poet, and um, I'm excited to share it with you all. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Who do you play? What, what is your character in the play? Well, I play uh, a woman who is going to psychotherapy and um, is kind of struggling with where she is in life, which is, you know, kind of the definition of me and kind of the definition <laughs> of all of us right now. Like, where are yeah. we in life and what's happening? And, and I, I think that's an awfully universal theme without putting, putting too much of a, a point on it. But yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we can't wait. We can't wait to watch. And we would definitely be there March 6th. Yay. Yay. And yes. uh, thank you for bringing Caddy P in. That's a nice surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I like surprises. I'm so excited to see your show, Susan. It's going to be amazing. You're, you're a good friend. And, and really, the coming together of Monsters was amazing because this, this gal has changed my life, been a big part of it. So thank you for that, you guys. That was a, an amazing gift you gave me. Well, nothing is accidental. <laughs> truth. 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 Truth, truth. <laughs> Stephen, how do we how do we always end each show? We we can take a break and then come back and do it and We're going to take a break? Yeah, but 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 we would say say good night to Catherine and Susan. Okay. We love you Catherine. We love, love you, you guys. Love you guys. Yep, we will talk to you real Thank soon. Thank you for this. Yay. Bye. Bye. Thanks guys. Bye. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Um, you know, we, we, we probably could have kept talking with Susan and Catherine for another hour. Well, no one's ever accused us of having nothing to say. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's look at the craft project. How do we think it turned out? It's not quite 100% finished. I'm letting it dry a little before I define in some edges. But I have not watercolored in quite a while. I think it looks beautiful. Well, you have to say that because, you know, I'd be mad if you didn't. But we'll take a picture of this and we'll put it on the Connor and Smith uh, Facebook page over at, um, well, Connor and Smith on Facebook. Um, <laughs> over at Connor and Smith on Facebook. So you can kind of judge for yourself. Don't judge too harshly because, you know, I haven't watercolored in years. But I think right now I'm filling in with a little colored pencil and I'm already seeing that's going to help a lot with some definition of different air. Yes! I did see something while I was at the craft store that said watercolor um what are these? Watercolor uh, colored pencils. Huh. And I, I think you can use them in conjunction with water. Mm. So that's going to be my next experiment I think. Mm -hmm. Um but, um, all right. Well, I guess what's coming up. So we started doing this thing, the mini-sodes. Uh, so there'll be another mini-sode out next Friday evening um, in which we'll just kind of... Who knows what we'll talk about. Yeah, we'll definitely reveal the, the next day's guest. 
Um, but yeah, it's just a way for us to kind of touch back. Last night we did it on our Mali Salon visit. Uh, check that out if you haven't. And all of our favorite arena show, uh, arena stage shows that we remember seeing over the past, you know, 20 some years. So anyway, check that out if you haven't. And other than that, uh, yeah, be safe. We'll see you real soon. Turn your heart. Turn your heart into, into art. art. Bye, everybody. Bye.